As I edit this recording, the world is facing the coronavirus pandemic. John, our Adventures in Middle-earth lore master, is busy with pulling together people for the coronavirus community toolkit, so there's no spare time to run a session for us to record and edit. The link to the toolkit is in the broadcast notes, so please take a look at that and see if you can help. But the show must go on, if only to take our minds off the world outside, for a short while. So this is another Rollmaster classic actual play set in Terry K. Anther's excellent Shadow World using Fantasy Grounds. You can find session summaries, items and characters on World Anvil where our campaign is called The Praise of Old Men. Previously on... The tall skeletal guardians inflicted a wound on Silk that was beyond Ugnan's healing spells. Fortunately, the party had a powerful herb that, once brewed and prepared, could knit her shattered wrist back together. After taking the opportunity for a longer rest, they headed back out to the temple again. The oppressive darkness inside resisted light, causing the lanterns to only be half as effective. Undaunted, the companions strode on in, trying to keep together as something creeping high up along the walls, too far up in the black void to make out, was stalking them. They were rewarded when they discovered a central dais that held a statue of a woman wreathed in flame but surrounded by vertical bars. This caged statue was the same that Cherry had seen in her vision. The Ashling Stone was nearby. But first, the party had to find stairs leading down to it. Trying to find a way into the cage around the statue, Cran had used his trusty crowbar, Betty, to attempt to bend the bars. This was met with a warning and, alas, a fireball. We join them as that explodes. Okay, so, Cran, <laughs> you're going to take, I'm afraid, uh, an E heat critical. That was very close to a 66. So 67, Cran, as the fireball goes off, your shield or your left arm takes the brunt of the fire. Fortunately, you're wearing quite heavy armour. Your arm immediately blisters and the flesh around your elbow and lower arm and wrist immediately cracks and begins to uh, open up as if you've just seared some steak. You're taking four hits per round the um, burns are agonizing. You're at minus 15. Fortunately, you are wearing armor, otherwise you would have lost your arm. Wow. Uh, right behind oh. you are Numel and Ugnan. Numel and Ugnan, you're gonna take C criticals. I'll roll those independently. Numel takes a 63 critical. So he is, uh stunned i won't worry about the stun he's unable to parry for a round i won't worry about that but he does take uh 10 hit points of damage as he's knocked off his feet and lands heavily on his back and neck the burns to his chest and face are such that he's taking three hit points of damage around as blood begins to ooze from what looks like a large open almost as if somebody took a hot poker and rolled it down his face and he's at minus 10. Then Ugnan, who is also kind of in the way of this blast of heat, uh, you also take a C. You only take a 34. So you just take light burns. They're painful and awkward. Um, there's a slight ooze coming from your shoulder. So you're taking one hit point per round. It was painful, but little more. You, you've got off quite lightly. Then I'll go further out to Silk, Victoria and Cherry. 
you'll all take a critical um, silk something warns you and you duck down put your head between your knees and just hope for the best and you feel a hot blast of air waft over and disturb cows of your robe but nothing else I roll oh, wow. victoria 40 you just take six hit points of damage as you two stumble and fall heavily on one leg but nothing else happens and then cherry 90 right she's knocked completely off off her foot she takes 10 hit points of damage and the beautiful boots that she was wearing uh, are completely destroyed okay now she is now barefoot she hastily kicks off her right boot to stop it gluing itself to her foot as the leather um, begins to warp, crack, and fuse with other organic material. Okay, done. Wow! Oh, well, he's got to start going through his bandages and getting his first aid ready. Big lad, I think you took most of that damage. Fucking hell, that hurts! At least we know the god's name now. What was it? Origami? Or Origana? <laughs> or Gianna? Or 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 G or Gianna. Yeah, or Two words. Oh, right. Let me let me just type that into chat so that uh, as a reminder to me to pronounce it correctly every single time. Or Gianna. I'll pray to this god. I was gonna say I'm right on top of that one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, TKA. It's this, Brazilian, this Brazilian server, isn't it? Let's go back to the UK. Things <laughs> were much more civilized. Yeah, very risky. Uh, right, so all of you were affected by the blast of heat, some form of trap, perhaps, that was triggered by Cran's blasphemous attempts to force his way into the center of where the statute of Orgiana is held. Uh, oh, probably Victoria, Victoria picks herself up is whew, that's, that's relatively uh, a relatively light curse, frankly. Yeah. Holy smokes. Oh, thanks, Do we I put can... more gold in? Yeah, let's go. We don't need gold. What we need is whatever the everything else she's got. Let's shove all yeah. the gold we've got in there and see if that opens it. If it doesn't, well, it doesn't really matter that much. Well, we can pick it up, go on our way up. Jesus, I hate birds. That really hurts. That was crazy. Cass, I hate birds. That really hurts. <laughs> oh, 103, Ugnan. Nice skill. Reason, reasonable wow, effort. That is dedication, boy. Oh, my God. Look at those rolls. Mm -hmm. 103 is a skill bonus. Yeah, that's great. That's not bad. It's got a plus 25 ice. Hey. Oh my god. Paging Dr. Ugnan! Paging Dr. Ugnan! <laughs> <laughs> now, Do I also, also have some Colchus, which is just a leaf to apply, so it isn't too... I, actually, I don't know how you... I don't know how long it takes to do, actually, uh, an apply. Okay, Look, so Ugnan, you... we've told you before, Probably. stop with the drugs, man. You just <laughs> stop it. These, they don't solve everything. You're looking at about 20 minutes, so it's a poultice, isn't it? So you've got to prepare it, put it into a poultice. So something like 10, 20 minutes. So these heal 10 square feet of burns. So that would probably hopefully sort out Cran and hopefully sort yeah. out Cherry. 
Yeah, so I will reduce any penalties, or you can reduce any penalties by 10. Okay, in that case, so, then I'll so... do that on Numal and Cherry. Okay, so I'll take Numal's minus 10 off, as he's, he's still bleeding, but he's not suffering the pain of the burn damage. And then Cherry as well. That poultice helps her. Yeah, and Numal should... Well, it depends how long it takes to stop Crans for her. Um, then Numal's will be done with that other first aid roll. Okay, so you bind up Numal's wound. Now, for his bleeding wound with the poultice as well, that's actually a minor wound, so he'll be able to, to move and function normally, um, even if there's a fight. Oh, good. Okay. And then it's just Cran who's bleeding at four per round and is at minus 15. Yeah, so his you, four per is the first one I did. Um, but for him, I think I need to do a burn relief one level two spell, which is a first degree okay. burn. Is that is that what he's got? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so cast that, we... and he'll there'll be no penalty. Oh, fumble! Oh no! <laughs> oh, you you <laughs> opened up the cracks. What are you doing? <laughs> There's the fumble. Okay, you've decided to cauterize the boon, the burn wound. <laughs> What sort of brain fart are you having there, Ugden? Hang on, Ugden. I have some aloe um, in my in okay. my pub. Okay, so this is a non-attack spell fumble. You rolled a forty-seven uh, moderate. Oh my god, I suffer these at work. A moderate mental lapse. <laughs> <laughs> to cast an moderate mental lapse causes the teacher to teach an ineffectual lesson. <laughs> but not lose yeah okay okay so basically your spell just didn't work but nothing else happened you can try and cast it again if you wish yeah please yep that will do so okay. that will get rid of Cran's penalty oh, there geez, we go thanks uh, maybe not try that again lad I'm gonna stow Betty like deep down in his pack and like puts it put his socks on top of it and Ogden's gonna try praying to Oregani or Oregana, or Gianna. Or Gianna. Or Gianna, okay. and just say, look, so... we, seek, we seek passage down the stairs, please. We, we wish to leave your, your place of worship as soon as possible, but if you can aid us, then we will leave whenever we can. Okay, so you want to communicate with Orgiana. I know, it's a long shot, but got to try it. No, it's not, yeah. not a long shot. Uh, okay, so Ugnan says, let me try this. I'm going to try and pray to this god or this power or Guiana. And he kneels down and is silent. Excellent. So can you join me in the planning channel, please, Steve? Okay, so uh, Ugnan, so as you bend down and pray, almost instantly you can hear a husky feminine voice answer you. Okay. And she basically says, what do you wish of me? We seek the Ashling Stone. We've come very, very far to become this island. We don't wish to disturb you in your place of worship. We just need access to it. And we've got a vision that it's in here, in some underground chamber of some sort with, a, with stairs going down. We need your uh, aid, lady. In, you, you can feel that she, her presence begin to warm you and she says can I trust you all my worshippers are dead I have no power beyond 
what you see in this room. Can I trust you, mortal man? Well, this could be interesting, my lady, because I'm a follower of, of the gods, yet I have no god that I follow. You can almost detect her and feel her humour. And she says, ah, but that's not what I ask you, mortal man. Can I trust you? Yes, I have the power to grant you access to the Ashling Stone, and you may take it freely, but for my gift, I would ask service. If I commit to your service, then you can trust me, but you need to know there are things that I will not do, and I'll be honest about that. Honesty is always a good start. He says, I wish to escape this prison. Will you help me escape my prison and re-establish my worship? Over the years, as my worshippers have fallen away and died and been lost, so my powers have diminished to the point where outside the walls of this temple that you can see, I have no authority and no power. I am at my limits to protect this realm these walls please i beg of you take my name and take my essence into a new realm where i can again spread my worship grant me that and i will tell you how you can access the ashling stone were your worshippers were they replaced by worshippers of different gods he says i know not they were all slain i fear do I get the impression that I'm dealing with a malevolent entity or um, I don't get that thing, don't get that at all? She hasn't threatened you in any way. She has negotiated with you and she started by asking if she could trust you. There is a playfulness and a very deep, uh, beyond deep intelligence. And of course, you're communing with a god, albeit a much weakened god. And you're probably savvy enough, and if you talk to the others, you're aware that her notion of good and evil is nothing like your mortal understanding of good and evil. My lady, I'm a healer by trade, and I feel like you're in pain, and I would wish to ease that pain. May I ask, what rules do your followers live by? She says, that is a fair question. She says, my worshippers, I expect them to worship me and no others, to hold me in their hearts and no other gods and goddesses, to serve my purpose, to spread my word, to spread my goodness, to spread my laws, to bring order to a world that is in chaos, to bring peace to a world uh, that has known nothing but war and harm, to bring sanctuary to those that need it, all in my name and nobody else's spread my name throughout the world. You will have no other images, you will have no other deities that you pay heed to. It is me and me alone, all or nothing. And in return, the very least of what I can offer you is knowledge as how to get to the Ashling Stone. I may, if I feel I can trust you, you said you're a healer, I can help your healing. I see it's quite tempting. Look, from my mortal point of view, could you clear something up for me? The people of this island were once a good people, but then they turned evil. And I wonder why they would imprison a god. A good people would probably imprison a bad god, and a bad people would imprison a good god. 
Why were you imprisoned? And this is the last question I'll ask of you, my lady. I am imprisoned because all my worshippers are dead. I cannot escape. I cannot move beyond where my worshippers last fell. My worshippers fell on this island, in this city, in this temple, and here I am, trapped. If a god's name is not known, the god does not exist. My name is unknown beyond these walls. I do not exist beyond these walls. Take my name, take my worship, spread my name, and I live again. Then I will do my best to heal you, and you have my word on that. I have your service. You do. Okay, right, we can join the other channel, Steve. So, uh, if there's a communion between Ugnan and this deity, um, it lasts seconds, and his eyes do indeed go glaze over. He doesn't tremble, but he goes very, very still. Chuckle. But when he... <laughs> <laughs> Instant. But when he stands... You see there's um, not a feeling of power, but a feeling of confidence. And can you all make perception rolls, please? As you look at the statue of Orgiana again, and you obviously notice that there is this playful expression, almost as a cat would smile as it's about to play with something. Ugnan has this same faint hint of a smile to his face. Whatever has happened has been good. Mm. Well, then, uh, you know, so you know that there are a set of secret stairs somewhere over here. Go down those stairs and you will get to an underground chamber. Now, the underground chamber is fairly small and a fairly sort of simple affair stone to begin with there will be some creatures to defeat orgiana warns you that these can be quite powerful so she urges you to tread carefully but now that well now that you are helping her she will help you as best she can go go round those the stone parts you'll come to a huge natural cavern and inside the cavern you will find the ashling stone but she warns you there are powerful guards and guardians down below. So you'd best be prepared. He makes sure he imparts everything he just said to everybody else, so I don't have to repeat it. So over there, down there, we've got some okay. we've got a fight in our hands, but I think we knew that already. And um, this uh, Lady Orgiana, she's got no, uh, no worshippers. Uh, she's prisoned here. A god without any worshippers is, 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 is hardly a god at all. Uh, and in exchange for all the information... Uh, I said I'd become her uh, follower. She doesn't seem evil. I don't think she seems good. She wants to bring order to chaos. Uh, if it turns out to be too bad, then you guys will have to kill me, but that's the deal. Wow. wow no, so you are, if you like, uh, you're an acolyte of Orgiana. And you guys think you I'm are. those scatterbrained one? <laughs> so, you are her I'll, I'll, I'll look her at Silk Shrug. You are Orgiana's last or perhaps first priest. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, wow. Uh, uh, she, she didn't seem insanely magical. And as you know, I'm a follower of the gods, but I don't have a god to follow. I don't know any gods. So, this is the first god that's ever spoken to me. Uh, and she wants help us in our quest. So, I thought, why not? Okay. Well, I'm looking at a, a gog. Uh, I can... 
Never thought he had it in here. All right, where to then? Let's go. To, let's go like southwest. Well, actually, let's uh, take some precautions, as she suggested, being a god. It might be sensible to listen to her. <laughs> yes. Okay, Silk is desperate, clearly, to I get, get the horse and Valhalla out. <laughs> yep. They're heavy. I'm tired of carrying the, and they're AF zero. Or they don't have an addiction to no, them. Right. And I look at, no. stick out my tongue. Pour, <laughs> all right, I'm going to pour some water in the horn, in the horn of Valhalla, and drink from it, and then hand it round um, to everyone. So, main benefit is. It instantly removes any fatigue and it gives the imbiber a plus 50 to his or her next resistance roll. So just remember that if you're drinking from it uh, and you are asked to make a resistance roll, the drinker is also given a sense of what the next few hours will bring in terms of danger, reward, and so on. No specific details can be ascertained, but the player will know if they face serious or moderate risk. Okay, mm. you face, as you drink from the horn, you know that you face serious risk. You know that the creatures that you face below are small in number, but each is quite potent. Each will fight ferociously. And you get the sense that what's going to make this fight difficult is the foes that you face are prepared for you in some way. They're not intelligent, but they are prepared. Not ready but they have waited for hundreds of years to fight people just like you. Well, I'll, doesn't bode well, ladies and gentlemen, there's ancient things down there just waiting for this, and they've been trained for it. So uh, luckily I'm with the A-team here, so uh, we can do it. Can I have some of that horn, please? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you can have some of your horn, I'll pass it over. I'm going to drink so you're giving him the horn. Yes, he's giving me the horn. Sorry, Jim. Derek or Clive. Yes, right. Uh, sorry, Silk. The role that you were making, was that what was that relevant to? Just to learn about Orgiana, Orgiana. Um, is she a good god, bad? Just from the books we've read on her with Black Nur Okay, uh, hate to do this. Silk, can you join me oh, in the other room, please? <laughs> okay. Hi, hi, folks. Sorry about that. So, shock bull Dugnan. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Silk looks uh, quite quizzically at Ugnan, and then looks at the statue, and you can see see there's a very thoughtful, reflective process going on. Okay. Ugnan, you are quite confident that somewhere off towards the uh, west there, there are some stairs, some hidden stairs that lead down eventually to the Ashling Stone. I think we get better get this. At least we'll get one of them. Let's, let's get out of here as soon as we can. Mm -hmm. After you, Ugnan. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Ugnan, you've probably still got some of your flashlight left. I'm not yes. sure how long it lasts. Ten, ten minutes per level, hour and a half. Oh, yeah, plenty of time then. Yeah, my, 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 my god okay. will protect me. Mm -hmm. He's found God. 
Hey, do you mean that? Do you mean that, Bugnan? Uh, well, he, he doesn't know anything about her at the moment, so he's he's assuming that um, this is only as her only follower. He's got her undivided attention, so he does feel a bit confident about it. Okay. Um, at the far end of the room, you can see uh, a large, heavy tapestry that depicts what looks like a huge hand holding a small sort of object that is wrapped in cloth. The object itself looks vaguely helm-like, perhaps a hat, perhaps a crown, perhaps some sort of battle helmet, but it's difficult to know exactly what the object is. You can see that one hand, as one hand supports this crown or helmet or whatever it is, another hand is beginning to pull the cloth off. There are, tapestry is very, very faded, can you all give me perception rolls, please? As faded as the tapestry is, you can quite easily make out there are other figures. And Victoria and Ugnan and Cran are able to, to deduce that these figures are fleeing from whatever this object is. Whatever this hat, crown, battle helm is, uh, the crown of Sauron, these robed figures are running away in terror. Wow. Well, that looks jolly. Wasn't there a circlet or something that Vrama had? It was something I forget now. And sorry, this is actual part of the furnishing of the temple. I saw of this place. Yeah, you can see this tapestry, and the tapestry depicts that scene of a of a large hand, human size, but obviously you're it's the perspective here of a hand supporting some sort of helmet which is partially covered with perhaps black silk. Another hand is beginning to remove the black silk and a series of figures in the tapestry are running in fear. And the tapestry seems attached, uh, hanging from the stone wall that you now face. So I might have think whatever's through here, if it removes its silk or its head covering, it's going to cause a fear of, well, I don't know. Or or something. Yeah. Anyone got anything to try and prevent that? Well, you've got look um, the horn. As you as you've drunk from the horn of Valhalla, you are. I mean, all of you feel buoyed and confident, and um, as you look around, you're all sort of almost grinning and nodding, as if you've had a couple of Red Bulls. And yeah, we can do this. We've got this. Yeah, we've got this. You're looking at people, Cran, who have been your battle brothers through a number of terrible fights. Ugnan is a is a, a, a incredibly gifted healer. Silk's magic can be devastating when she unleashes it. Uh, Victoria has proven herself himself to be a, a staunch fighter. You've not fought alongside somebody as skilled for some time. And when she draws that terrible reaping side of hers, she is a, a foe that even you would hesitate to cross. And Numel has gifts of his own. As for Cherry, there's no telling what she's capable of. As young as she is, who knows what she's going to amount to. You're heroes. You are the harmony. Cran will walk over to Victoria and he'll just grab her in a warrior's embrace and just look her in the eyes and say, just nod at her. And then he'll go over to Cherry. And like She's all, all often crouched down and lift, lift her up a bit and say, you'll be fine, Cherry. You'll be you'll be great here. Walk over to Agnan and said, um, 
I have a feeling it's going to hurt for you, mate, Dada, but uh, I trust you implicitly. Nimble. They just stri- tight, tighten the strap on Nimble's breastplate. You'll be fine. Uh, stick with uh, stick with Victoria. She's she's dangerous. And they go and trying to find something to tighten up on Silver, and then realise she hasn't got that many clothes on, and say, uh, <laughs> and I shuffle around, look at his feet, and say, uh, just just keep firing those light stuff out. And I think we'll be all right. And then he'll um, turn around and start walking towards the door. <laughs> yeah, the other door at the far end. See ya. <laughs> yeah. well, you guys have fun. I'll wait here. Okay. Bye. So just, just remember, Gran gives his best. Yeah. Just remember, um, before we walk through that door or anything, you can always ask Cherry to check the cards. I mean, it does look a bit scary. She can certainly get the cards out. And she can have another sort of intuition. But remember, she's already used the cards to to try and do a sort of a foretelling of what's going to happen. Oh, I see. So this is more of the skill versus the spell. Um, No, but she can cast it. And Dugnan, you heal five hit points. Oh, cheers. And roll. Don't roll the one. (laughs) Addiction factor zero. (laughs) Okay, so Cran gives his best, um, we've got this, I trust you, and I'm happy to lead the way. Cran, uh, as you walk across, remember that, and it's something that perhaps many of you, you've, you've forgotten, um, you are the Harmony Reborn. Remember this legendary group of heroes that stood and battled and helped Selkai against terrible odds you are them and you've been accepted by them as the new harmony so as you approach that far wall it looks absolutely solid apart from this tapestry which has this peculiar emblem on it i'm going to get the tip of my sword from six eight feet away um just move up six feet away and get it crouched down on the haunches and ground level just Tip the sword underneath it and just lift it up, see if there's anything that isn't a wall behind it. No, solid wall. I'll go up, and I'm not going to cut it down, but how how tall is the tapestry? Probably about nine or ten feet. It's heavy as well. It's very, very heavy embroidered cotton, perhaps, not silk. I'll lift it up and say, Cherry, do you mind having a look under here? Can't think of... Is this where she said we should be going, Ugnan? Your, uh... Yeah. Right, so. Yeah, Ugnan, yes, absolutely, definitely. Cherry steps up, has a look, and then just shrugs and walks through. Cherry, are you okay? Can't help. You can hear a shout and say, right. yeah, fine, it's, it's uh, an illusion. Oh, bollocks. Oh. I nearly saw in my armour I've had some. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, stepping through the illusionary wall, you can see what looks like a small chamber at the far side. Uh, the room is a, a sloping, quite a high ceiling. And you can see at the far end of the room, there seems to be a quite a tall, uh, high table that holds crystals, small, irregularly shaped crystals. None of these resemble the Ashling Stone, unfortunately. And small knobs in front of the crystals. The crystals are set into the into the um, table, whatever it is. 
and the knobs themselves look like they twist. I'm such a dirty boy. <laughs> Is that milk mat talking or silk? Both. Silk is <laughs> right up your alley. <laughs> yeah. Okay, knobs yeah. twisting, silk runs in. I thought so. So you're going to have to twist some knobs to find the back passage then. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Knob okay. twist. So twist. Silk, as you twist the dials, you can see the crystals uh, fill with light, but nothing seems to happen in the table. Numel, Ugnan, and Victoria, can you give me um, perception rolls, please? Okay. Deeper off towards the rear, towards the east end of the temple complex, you see flashes of light from time to time. You don't know exactly why these, these lights are flashing on and off, but there are lights flashing. I'll see what's going on over here with Protect Silk. I'm going to keep an eye on the east. Okay, Silk stops playing with the table. Silk, nothing seems to happen in the room as you turn the dials, just these crystals illuminate as you twist the dial, twist them the other way, and the dials go off. Nothing other than that seems to happen. Exactly what this magic is, you've got no idea. Whether mm. it's a game oh. or um, some sort of strange ritual, you've got no idea. I'll twist them all so they remain on. Um, as you do so, in the other room, you can see that small pedestals seem to light up in alcoves all around the temple complex. Obviously, this, from what Ugnan has said, this is perhaps a main worshipping temple for Orgiana. And you can see that there are these small shrines, perhaps, small... Um, know holding areas for statues god knows what they are but they begin to light up and they stay lit hmm. anything i call out she's just concentrating on the ins i've lit i've lit all the little orbs in here anything happen numal calls out and says whatever you've done is illuminated a, a number of small altars Looking around, he says there are 12 of them. Hmm. Altars. And there are eight knobs. Uh, more than eight, yeah. There, there would be 12 knobs. Okay. I think that table only has eight shown, but there are 12 knobs. 12 knobs, 12 she's, altars. She's called Orgiana. Is this called, like, I don't know, it's a machine? So it's electronic or something? Is this like the Orgasmatron? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Can uh, Ugnan check out the, the, the nearest one, the nearest altar, and just uh, see, if, is it heating up or anything? No, as you walk across to it, um, no heat is given off from it, but you can see, obviously, that it's, it's quite well lit, and you can see that there's a silver plaque um, that bears a name in Black Noretti, a language that you're becoming more familiar with. In fact, one of the... um, yeah, in fact, as you focus on it, Ugnan, um, you can read it quite quite easily. Um, you can read the name Agskern. I write that for you. Yeah, he's, he's, he can read Noretti now. Yeah. So you can see the name Agskern. 
And you can see as you look more closely at the altar, it seems to be decorated with lots and lots of ants running around. Oh, okay. Does, does he know that translates as a name rather than a, a verb or a noun or something? It's a name. Okay. It's a name. I think it's a name over here. I guess it's uh, buried in there. And can he check the next one, sort of the one to the south uh, east? Okay, See, there's so a plaque on that. Down, yeah, if you go down and check that one again, there's another plaque and there's another name. Oh, I won't bore you with the name. There is another one. With the one name. How about Ashley? Yeah. No, no. With the one name that he... Did you share that out loud, Ugnan? Oh, yeah, he'll always be, like, talking out loud, just so I... Yeah, so, okay, so the, the first name you saw was Agskern, if you, if you want that information. So the first name was Agskern, which you know is a name, exactly what it's a name of you don't know, and there are ants running around carved into that altar. The one uh, that you stand next to now uh, is Solus, S-O-L-U-S, and there seem to be... Just strange creatures carved into the into the altar. Things with three legs, other things with 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 extra arms, um, an extra half head, horrible, warped, sad, uh, pathetic creatures. Some with 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 huge mouths that are really quite fearsome. Horribly distorted things, almost as if these things had had looked into a cracked mirror that had distorted their image and taken on that image. Hmm. And you mentioned there were 12 of them. There were 12, yeah. So one of the things when, and she tells you guys this, one of the things I, I recall is there being 12 dark gods or 12 gods of the, and they have, they're, they're in groups of three that they each belongs to. So this could be maybe each altar is is for one dark god or one god of the Nereidi. Well, well, hang on, hang on. You're saying these are all dark gods? Mm. And I've just thrown I, a lot in. I, 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 I'm one. not too sure. Yeah. I mean, I've, I was thinking it, 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 it's a temple of darkness and a prison god, and uh, we're in this place where there's lots of these uh, dark gods. I don't know if I've made the right uh, deal here. Well, yeah, because all the 12 are on the outside, if they're all gods, they're quite puny little altars. The one in the middle, if it's the darkest of the lot, look at the size of that. You're not helping, lad. <laughs> well, let's, why don't we just walk around the edge of the room with some lights and uh, go and check out all of the all of these names. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. I'm going to do the same. Um, okay. Do you wish to... Uh, so, Ugnan, that's in response to the question. I think I may have chosen um, incorrectly. I'm not sure if I've chosen correctly. I not think I've chosen wisely. You hear that voice in your head. Okay. And the voice feels somewhat disappointed and distressed and anxious, almost frightened. So some of you, Cran, you're waiting with Cherry in the other room with, with all the knobs, I'm not sure. 
Um, no, no, sorry, I was going to come out and just do do the okay. do the rounds with uh, with everyone. Okay, so if you like going round them uh, anti clockwise, um, first is Solus. Um, if I move Ugnan's token, the rest of you can. Yeah, Solus. Uh, then the Solus. Then this one is Mornos, and you can see a series of robed and cloaked figures. The next one is Derion, and you can see what look like small imp-like creatures with whips. These things almost look like gremlins, unpleasant, sneaky, horrible little things. The next one is Dalagor, looks like a werewolf. There's a number of these things loping through forests, chasing. Next to Dalagor is Zorsh, and Zorsh is perhaps his emblem or whatever is carved here look like uh, bat-like creatures, but with arms and legs and human faces. There's um, your, your um, medieval impersonation or impression of uh, devils and demons. The next thing is Uruk, a huge, colossal, hairless bear standing on two feet, arms outstretched, defeating a number of other bears in combat. But this thing is enormous, fully sort of eight or nine feet tall but massive across the shoulders. The next one is Aminos, and there are lightning bolts carved all over his altar, or perhaps um, a plinth where maybe a statue to him would have been placed. Uh, sorry, it was Aminos and then Ulrich. I'm sorry, I got those the wrong way round. The next one is Calabrius. Now she looks like a sinuous uh, snake but with a woman's upper body um, and head. Quite beautiful to behold. And she sits coiled on what looks to be a temple in a jungle with lots of other snakes uh, coiling around her. The next person is Sincarnos. And this one is vaguely familiar to you, Ugnan. This is a probably the biggest image so far of a huge, powerful naked man um, who seems to be holding a curved sickle in one hand and a child in the other. But on this altar, the child is dangling from the foot from his hand. You can see he grins. The, the sickle seems to be dripping something. And you can tell that the baby's left arm is missing. Patched off, perhaps. Who was that? Sorry, what was the name? Sincarnos. Sin okay. Uh, then the next one is Homosiah. He sits on a jeweled throne with a jeweled crown and you can see that whoever carved this image and this likeness has artfully managed to depict flashes of light coming off his many jewels. He sits and smiles across at you holding a valuable scepter. And the last one before we get back to the beginning is somebody called Tomorrow. I'll type that one just to make sure. Because Calabrios and Carnot and Homacia were easy to spell. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, sorry, yes, I'll get that all in. So, tomorrow is because I didn't want any of you saying tomato. That would annoy me. So, tomorrow, <laughs> uh, there is nothing on the, the altar at all. It's clearly been polished, and you can see faint lines, but whatever is on it is now invisible to your eyes. And then that takes you right the way back to um, 
Agsgrim, which has the giant ants. Cran just like takes his helmet off and scratches his head. I'm going to need a bigger brain. <laughs> so on the altars, sorry, while Agnon was running around there yep. reading them, um, there are actual items. So the altars seem to be absolutely empty uh, in terms of the surfaces are flat. They're slightly recessed as if uh, a dip, as if they could hold a liquid or a fluid of, of some description. Um, but there's no objects on the altar. The altars are instead heavily carved hmm. to give you that image of maybe the deity symbol. All the altars do carry is a silver plaque with the name. So, still, oh, okay. I've got no clue what these are. Are these like, I don't even know much about the gods of Sharon, but are they, are they those gods? Are they like fallen angels of those gods? What are these, who are these things? I'm not sure how much Ogden knows about this kind of thing, about dark gods and that kind of stuff. I'm assuming it's reasonably well read, but you'll need to roll something. Yeah, you know, you probably know, I mean, Silka's, with her deep knowledge of all things magical, has probably picked up more about the Nereti than you have. You've both flicked through the books. Both of you will probably know that the Nereti worshipped 12 dark gods, and there was a, another deity above all of them. These are the names of those 12 dark gods. But as Ugnan is probably at pains to carefully point out, as he shrugs, um, those people that worship a god believe that they're worshipping a good... Nobody worships an evil god. They worship a god that gives them power and um, the, the wherewithal to defend themselves against enemies. They, they worship the god that protects them, the god that serves them, the god that helps them. Of course, another people would see that god as being malevolent because it's supporting and helping the people that are either attacking them or whatever. So dark Nereti gods, to the Nereti, these were their gods. To everybody else, they were dark. Right. Well, I don't see no uh, Ashlyn stone, just see some knobs for lights. No Ashlyn stone. Should we try to pray to one of them? Are uh, you trying to take the piss? Crad <laughs> <laughs> splatters a bit. <laughs> I don't know. Are they really that bad? Well, I, th I well, think I, I thought it was not as much. She sounded quite nice, but the more yeah. I walk around her, look at these plaques, and then see these pictures, and you know, but I, I do feel sorry for her. Got no worshippers. What's the point of being a god with no worshippers? Mm. Well, it's exactly mm. the way I wonder. Just imagine yeah. how powerful she'd be if she had worshippers. She nearly fried my arm, and that was from by the bar. She'd been sitting in there for God knows how long. Let's walk around the perimeter and see if there's any more of these like tapestries, and then make a decision. We don't. There could be all sorts of crap lying around here that we haven't found yet. We've only been to like a third of this massive room. Yeah, that's fair. Let's light things up and find out where the skittering is. So, can you turn all the lights on? <laughs> what are they trying to do? Save electricity? At, at the moment, yes. At the moment, um, all of the lights are lit up. It's almost like Christmas. Ah, uh, sparkly. Yeah. So the pedestals themselves. All right, let's walk around the edge. Out only about um, sort of six inches or so of light around them. 
but in uh, that what that does do is it gives you the feeling of the dimensions of this uh, great colossal uh, temple. Mm -hmm. Well, she'll say, "Let me let me walk about with somebody, and I'll I'll peer into the corners and stuff because I don't need as much light as you humies." No, you have <laughs> you, you have got better vision um, in any conditions compared to humans, but you can't see in underground. If, if right, like right. dark, pitch you, black kind of. You have got the, the you know elven vision, elven eyesight. Okay, okay, so do you want to continue to explore this level then and check out the corners, or did you want to go into the other room and look at the table again? Um, Ilk? So, I think we should explore the big room personally first. Okay, the lie of the land. Yeah, get yeah. the walkabout. And then come back to this room. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. Keep, keep Starting right. Keep on above as well. Yeah, exactly. That's especially where she heard the and okay. saw the movement. So she'll gather everybody around her and just walk a, walk around, use her extra vision. Grand okay. want to take up the rear and I can take the front. Yeah, no worries. You're unable to illuminate that sort of far corner. Nothing seems to move around in the shadows. Um, and as you skim your light around the ceiling, it doesn't reveal anything clinging to the ceiling or anything moving around. Perhaps what's lying in wait for you is in the centre, lost up in the darkness of the roof void. However, mm. what you do uncover is what appears to be a door. What you can see scrawled on the door, or sorry, on the wall, and scrawled rather than written, are words in black Noretti. Ogden, come and take a gander at this. Yeah, okay. So Ogden can decipher the words, and the words simply say, we remember. Oh, we heard that before. Do we? I can't remember where. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the irony. <laughs> what do you remember? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Again, was that... Oh, where was that? There was another statue holding the baby in that church. Um, I think, again, that was Framus. Well, somebody's... Where yeah, that huge obelisk... In, yeah. So scrawled on the wall as if they'd been hastily painted or chalked. You're not sure. The, um, it, the there's a mixture of red and brown that's been used to to scrawl this. We remember right. the door itself, which is made of some sort of stout wood, reinforced with metal bands, is closed. So you know let's we... keep going around just in case, and we can come back to. No. I, I, so. Uh, sorry, Cran, Cran's got his face creased up a bit and he's thinking, he's thinking, um, basically with the water from the uh, Horn of Valhalla sloshing around in his veins. At the moment, <laughs> right. so, I think we need to, um, I don't know, leave in case we, this is some sort of cycle and we're not the last people to have to sort this crap out. Um, we should leave some clues. We should like carve shit in walls and like leave messages for like future us coming back here. What do you think? So you're saying we already did that? I don't know. 
Well, it seems weird to me that unless I just failed, in which case it'll be no, at least someone else might it might help someone in the future, then, even if it's not me. I'm gonna be scratching <laughs> his head. Yeah. Are you sure what he's talking about? Yeah, I think I am, and it hurt. Come on, Cran, move it. Let's let's keep going around the perimeter, like you like All right. you said. All right, let's look in. Let's do you want to go through this door. Give this a bit of a no, no, there. no doors <laughs> yet. Just in... uh, uh, all right, come on, come on, Nemo, keep up, Cherry. <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do do what she says. I knew what she meant. Follow me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll follow. I'll follow you, uh, there, Victoria. Come on. Okay, as you move across back towards the centre of the room, you're aware that as you span your light up, there is that portion up in the ceiling that you just cannot access. Can you all give me perception rolls as you approach the centre of the temple again? So Victoria moves across, followed by Silk, with some of the rest of you. Um, that darkness is a pain in the ass. It's a bit like when you've got that sort of itchy ass and you can't like scratch everything and you can like get a lot of it but there's always that like last itch left <laughs> and how many and they have no idea what you're talking about at all so it does um, <laughs> <laughs> when you live so six thousand you... years you know you should try itching your ass in his every armor. Christ, this yeah. like, you need a two-headed sword just to get into the uh, all the crevices. It's a good job your underwear comes with a reinforced gusset. Otherwise, with that demonic beating sword, you'd, you'd rip your. <laughs> he managed you'd, to get gusset into the game. I, that is it. Okay. Yeah. So as you go back to the centre, um, <laughs> you can't hear anything move. But you sense, or some of you feel that there is something up there watching you. The moment that you walked into this place, it scurried up the wall, scurried across the roof, and has remained doggedly out of sight of your lamp. As you've moved around and flashed your lamp randomly, it has cunningly remained out of sight, waiting patiently, perhaps for some of you to wander off on your own. Let's not do that. You're going to stick together. So Victoria and Silk continue their exploration. Again. Silk tries to make sure she's walking with Ugnin versus in front of Ugnin. No reason. <laughs> you come across more altars. And again, you come across what appears to be another door. Um... There's no markings on the walls near this door at all. They don't remember this one, eh, Grant? <laughs> nah, that's bloody strange. Maybe we didn't get around here. It's a big room. It's dark. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you make your way round. And again, you play your lights. But whatever lurks, lurks very patiently. Very quietly. Oh, fucking hell. So, can you just like hit it with some massive lightning bolt up there? Well, that's the off. thing. I, I've got a fireball that I could tap into, but I, 
just in case it's not menacing, you know. Sure, it gives us ooky feelings, but. And you've come across another door in the other wall. Again. It's going into towers, aren't they? Anything yeah, Yep, could be. Hmm. So let's close it off on the bottom and I don't know what you guys want to do. I mean, it seems the altars could be played with, but the doors should be next, I guess. Yeah. yeah let's go around the other bit. Just, yeah, cross over the far side, but then we're going to have to. Yeah. So you've got the layout of the interior pretty much down. And you've mm. got a feeling for the dimensions of the place. You okay. are careful to all stay together. There are four doors. And then that strange dead-ending room with the table and the magical devices on it. So, Cranel, so what do you think? Look over, look over Agna and say, so, uh, Agna, what did you, yeah, your new, your new best mate, what does she have to say about where we need to go? Well, Ugnan can remember that Orgiana said there are some hidden steps somewhere in that direction. So it's got to be in that room, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And as for your uh, question about could I get a light up there, I could, but it's a little bit beyond me. It's about as much, I have as much success as I did with the uh, pit trap. <laughs> All right, uh, let, <laughs> yeah, let's avoid, avoid that then. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go back to that room. We're going to, let's have a right old look in there. Right old look. Okay, so you head back to um, carefully. Though again, as you traverse the entire chamber, maybe there isn't anything up in the ceiling. For all of your moving around and shining of lights, and yes, there are some strange and ugly looking shadows up there, You've not seen anything move for quite some time. Nor have you heard anything move for quite a while. Perhaps it's gone. Cran will walk mm. back over to here and he'll say, Orgiana, uh, look, I'm like not a disciple or anything, but I'm I'm like a friend of one of your, well, in fact, your only disciple. And um, I just wondered, what the fuck is that thing skipping around above you? That must piss you right off. Right. Cran, are you trying to commune with Orgiana? No, I'm just talking to a statue at the moment. Okay, right. So, right. Right. If you're just, if, if Cran is just talking to a statue, showing a little bit of bravado, that's one thing. If you're actually trying to reach out and talk to Orgiana, that's something else. What are you trying to do, Cran? I'm just really annoyed, and I'm I'm like trying to goad her into telling me something because I right it's pissing it's pissing trying, me off. I've been here for five minutes, so right. You're trying to goad her, so you're trying to communicate with her. Can you mm -hmm. come in through the other channel, please? Oh dear, this is <laughs> absolution pure. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just stay here. I'm scared, guys. Soul sucked. <laughs> yeah, crap. sorry, sorry. I just had to fight Discord. Yeah, sorry. I was telling Chad I'm going to follow you wherever you go and cause you to be okay. concerned. So Cran hesitates for a moment and then he turns around and again is scratching his bum head, fill in the blanks where appropriate, and joins you looking wistfully at Ugnan. 
wistfully, not not any other sort of fully. <laughs> Easy, big gay. Easy. <laughs> I I got to admit, Agnan, she she talks a good story, but um, yeah, there's one one woman's enough for me, and Sarissa's like she's massive. She'd have me nuts if I talked to another one. So um, I'll um, I'll say, well, she basically said that thing in the ceiling that ain't gonna hurt her servants. So. She asked me some nonsense about becoming one of her servants or a right hand or something. I didn't want to have none of that. But um, she said the stairs are visible to those who can see or who had eyes or some nonsense like that. So we've all got eyes and we can all see, but I couldn't see any. So maybe mm. you have to look harder or something. Or maybe you need to like pray at it or something like that. And then it all might come to light. You think my mistress will provide? Uh, I think so. Well, I don't know. She seemed quite like wanting to help you. Well, Ugga's going to go and have a look physically with his own eyes, sort of like see if there's any hidden steps underneath the, the altar, um, okay. any hidden catches, that kind of thing. Okay, give me, so as you step in, just give me a search roll. As you have a look, see if you can see any hidden compartments. And sure enough, actually, it's not too difficult to find. You can see that there is what looks to be a secret wall. And beyond the secret wall, you can see some steps leading down. Well done. I, 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 I want to make a jest about Orgiana um, provides, but I, I think he's literally would be too worried because he's shit himself alone, I think. <laughs> okay. Steps lead down into darkness uh, quite some distance. Do you want to go so, down or do you want to explore the rest of this um, level before you go down? If someone offers me to go down, I, I don't normally turn that up, so I think we should go down. God, I'm sitting opposite him. <laughs> He's making eye contact with you. I'm clean. Offer him a banana. Offer him a banana. Tell him to eat the banana in front of. <laughs> I, I'm, wipe, I'm wiping that chair down. I'm wiping that chair down yeah, afterwards. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I would ask how much and what are you exactly fellas drinking tonight, but I will find out the tomorrow morning. That's right. Okay, so. I take it you've decided to descend the stairs. Well, uh, no, no. Let's, no. Uh, let's just check the uh, the rooms out, um, because you never know. There might be something in there we might need. And also, I know once we go down there, we're going to have a fight in our hands. Yeah. What about that we remember room? You want to like? Is that a warning of don't open this or open this? What do you think, guys? Yeah, let's try that one first. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cherry is quite happy. Do search the door and see if there are any obvious traps. You know what? Yeah, Silk's going to get on top of this altar. Okay, that I wasn't Silk, expecting. Silk, don't do that, love. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Cherry can't find any traps, and as she's about to say more to her horror, she notices Silk, you pop up onto the altar that is lit. Mm -hmm. Silk, can I ask you why you wanted to step up onto the altar? Get a better vantage point or whatever's coming out of because silk, because uh, that too. Story, oh, yeah, that's right. I there you go. Okay, so that's you climb up onto the altar with I don't know, is there a mischievous grin on your face as you pop up onto the altar and look around? I think that's plastered all the time on our face. You're <laughs> okay. Right, you remember that that statue or that plinth is too soulless, I think. 
mm-hmm. which had those strangely horrible mutated creatures. Melty people, yeah. Melted, deformed things. As you climb up onto that altar, can the rest of you make perception rolls, please? As Silk nimbly hops up onto the altar. Cran, you can see that as Silk stands there with a faint hint of a smile on her face, her image begins to flicker, almost as if there's three of her, one to the left and one to the right, with each of them about an inch displaced to the left and to the right. Ugnan, the figure to the left looks quite dark. There are black lines around her eyes. Her skin is very, very, very pale, and she looks quite thin and drawn. Um, Her hair is a mess, and she looks angry, furious, absolutely furious. The image to the right looks, if anything, slightly fleshier, not fat, but more content, happier. Her features are softer, her hair more lustrous. Disappointingly, or maybe um, difficult to look at, is the fact that her clothes are slightly more revealing. More of the buttons are undone. The skirt is slightly more exposed. There is more flesh on view. Um, This version of Silk seems more approachable, shall we say. The one on the left looks ready to, to kill. But the images flicker. Silk, Silk, can you give me a channeling resistance roll? That channeling resistance roll is going to be an extremely hard channeling resistance roll. You get but, plus 50 for the first resistance roll of this session. But you get oh. plus 50 to it. Okay. Thank you for the reminder of that. And that's private to you, Jim. Okay, thank you. Just so I don't know if I made it. <laughs> okay. Uh, right, so I will roll. Okay. Silk, can you come into the other channel with me again, please? Yes, sir. So you can see that Cran, uh, sorry, Cran, you can see that Silk's image flickers. And then as Silk steps off at your request, Cran, all of those images vanish. Silk, love, just don't don't touch stuff like that unless we know what we're doing. Are you all right? Grant's looking a bit worried. He nods slowly, clearly disturbed by something. She looks, as far as you can tell, the same as she did before she clambered up onto the altar. But she's not grinning as she gets off the altar. Thoughtful, perhaps? Effective? Cherry shrugs and says, well, there's no trap that I can find on the door. Do we go in? Everyone stand back a bit. I'll uh, I'll open it. Victoria, you want to stand the other side? In case there's some crab in there. Cherry, get, get yourself back. And they seem, Cran, as you look across Cran, they're obviously worried by what they saw. And as Silk turns to whisper to Ugnan, Victoria takes up a guarding position. What is it, Victoria? 
Victoria looks across at Ukraine and she can't hear what's being whispered. But there's clearly some whispered communication going on. Um, All right, I'm going to try and open the door then. Okay. So, Ugnan, the door actually, sorry, Ugnan, Cran actually, the door itself is stiff with time and age. But that's all. And opening it, it seems to reveal um, a rather disappointingly uh, empty chamber. The tower itself is tall. Um, it goes up to about, you would estimate, about 30 feet. But there doesn't seem to be anything in the room apart from what appears to be a plain stone table right in the centre, made of some sort of dark stone, perhaps granite. Not an altar, it's a table. All right. Um, well, there seems to be a table in here, guys. Um, Cran will step through and go and have a look. Give me a perception roll, please, Cran. I'm going to come over Mindful to the threshold. That Mindful that there could be beasts and creatures and all sorts of uh, things in here. Your first thought is, is there anything in here that's going to attack me? Nothing. There are no, there's no monsters, demons, ghosts or spirits. Just this rather forlorn-looking empty table. I've got no idea. It's bloody. What's the plaque again? We remember. Uh, yeah. Scrawled. There was no plaque. It was as if somebody had scrawled very quickly, uh, as if in haste or in fear. Maybe a warning. Maybe an invitation. We remember. Oh, you, you, uh, Cherry. You got better eyes than me. There's got to be some something in here. It's a bloody table in a big room. It's like 30 feet tall. Cherry will look first of all to see maybe if there are any traps or anything like that uh, in here Good before she does anything else. So she'll search for traps first before she starts really sort of uh, getting down on her hands and knees and, and, and searching every sort of nook and cranny. Um, okay, she's fairly confident that there, there aren't any obvious traps. And then she has another look and this will take a little bit longer. And she can't find any hidden compartments, any anything hidden away at all. This room is, as far as she can tell, is as empty as empty can be. Hmm. Can I gonna go in and just check the table for blood stains, dark marks, anything on it? Yeah. Yeah. Give me a perception roll, please, Ogna. No. You, you are perhaps fearing evidence of dark and unwholesome rituals in here, but there are none. Anything on the table that's like invisible or something? Sweep your hand on it? Sweeping your hands, there is nothing there at all. The room is, as far as you can tell, is absolutely empty apart from this stone table, stone bench. That's weird. Maybe whoever scrawled that note took whatever was on the table. Mm -hmm. Does Zuggan know what kind of stone it is? I'll just give you a lore there. Yeah, the stone is vaguely familiar. And as you quest for the name of the stone, you feel the answer come to you. This stone is found only on Aranmore and a few other isolated spots throughout Colthea. It's known as Soul Stone. And um, soul stone is quite useful in the preparation of binding spells. So any sort of binding spell, spirit binding, 
demon summoning, demon binding, cast in or around a significant chunk uh-huh. of this stone is somewhat more powerful. So if we could lure a demon here, we might be able to bind it more easily. Mm-hmm. Spirit binding as well. And the mm. table itself, how's it? How is it in the room? Is it um, has it been screwed into the table? It's a great lump of no, no. This is a lump of stone. So when I say stone table, it is a lump of stone that has been hacked or and carved so that it is the size of a table. Lifting it would require you know elephants and things to drag it and move it, or magic, very potent magic to lighten it. Um, although soul stone itself is actually quite light. Um, not as light as pumice, but still quite light. Mm. You will know as a healer, and it sort of comes to you somehow, Ugnan, that another benefit and a great benefit of Soulstone for somebody in your position is that if you want to restore the life to somebody, you know that as a healer, once the spirit has left the body, once the soul has left the body, you've got a kind of a magic window in which to draw that soul back. Um, once the soul, many people believe, once the soul has gone too far over the river, it can't cross the river and come back into the body. If you've been dead for a while, you're dead for good. Soul stone is powerful enough that it can summon back uh, the spirits of those that have been dead for many, many, many years, not just weeks. Oh, wow. That could be useful to know. Yeah. So yeah. You need to be able to cast the spell but the power of the spell in summoning back the souls of those that have died is much more powerful. Yeah, and why is it in a dark temple? Mm-hmm. Good to know. Maybe it wasn't, wasn't always a dark temple. Well, well that or they expect Ugnan people that, to die downstairs. <laughs> well, remember, Ugnan, for you, um, this isn't necessarily a dark temple. Orgiana isn't a dark mistress. Yeah, true. She's a, she's a mistress of the dark, not perhaps a dark mistress. Yes, the gods around her are dark, but that doesn't mean that she is. All right, let's try let's try the other door. Or the other three doors, actually, if we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you pick, buddy. Chamber. Northwest first, go clockwise round. Okay. So again, you've got um, a similar door uh, as the last one. There's nothing sort of scrawled on the outside to give you any sort of clue as 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 to what lies beyond. Do you want Cherry to search for secret doors again? Traps, yeah. Okay. Sorry, traps. Yes. And I'm going to double check her work, and I can say it again because uh, Bosco's not here. okay um so why don't you give me a perception roll then please okay there's no need for me to roll with that sort of roll so you and cherry agree that no there there, this door is not trapped um and it's not even locked who's opening it Uh, i'm gonna feel slightly uh confident he's gonna open it okay uh you open the door Again, to reveal an empty chamber with just a big lump of soul stone in the centre. Hmm. You want to go in and have a look and see if it's any different? Yeah, yes, please. Ugnan, 
In fact, Ugnan, Cherry and Cran, can you make perception rolls, please? Ugnan, I'm going to ask you to make that perception roll again, please, because I want yours to be very hard. Okay, that's right, I can do the reduction. You, you walk into the chamber and have a look at the stone. Again, the room looks absolutely empty, but there is this, you know, this powerful, potent uh, soul stone, which could improve and benefit your healing powers. Cran, there's something not quite right in there because as you know, you know, Ugnan is not the quietest and nimblest of people, but he walked across to that stone and he didn't make any noise at all. Ugnan, mate, can you hear me? Be careful. I, you made no sound going across that floor and you're like okay. basically uh, normally like an elephant on roller skates. So, okay, Ugnan, you can. And now that's if he even goes around. And as you turn and face him, you kind of stamp your foot and it's completely silent. All sound in here seems to be muffled. You clap your hands, but there is no sound. You can see your hands, and they make contact, but there's no noise that comes from them whatsoever. Be careful in there. I don't know what the hell's going on in there. Wow. However, chipping some of that soul stone stuff off could be quite useful to the future. Yeah, maybe. Well, but I don't think I want to yeah. defile it while um, she's in residence. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, fireball and all that. Yeah, okay. Uh, hear that voice in your head. That as well. Pardon typing errors. There you go. The whisper is, your reverence is worthy of reward. I need not your sympathy, but have extra power permanently, which is one extra power point. Uh, yeah, that's not you. how you spell permanently, but never mind. But you, you can have that. <laughs> that. That's never a positive thing. <laughs> 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 Okay, thank you. Inside voice. Agnum, where are you? Oh, comment, sorry. Do not leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay, okay there next door, uh, as Cherry beans down, she recoils as if from a cat from, from, from water. And she says, there's something quite hot on the other side of the door. I can feel the heat. So it moves. <laughs> okay see she will see she will search it for traps first of all she's quite happy no more, to come that. Here. but she says she can feel heat on the other side the rest of you as you approach couldn't feel anything but of course you're not as close to the door as she is uh the, 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 the perception hmm she doesn't think it's trapped, but she's adamant there is a strong source of heat on the other side. And she looks and she, she says she's amazed the door isn't smouldering. Can I stand a bit closer and put my hand out yep. towards it? I won't touch it, but can yep. I feel the heat as well? There's no heat coming off the door at all. But Cherry, can you give me a perception roll, please, Cran? There's no heat coming off the door, but there's something just making your nose twitch and yeah, it's like vinegar it's a strong smell of vinegar uh, acrid on the other side and as, as you, this? you kind of listen you think you can might be something hissing this is messing with our senses this door is yeah can, I'm, gonna, I, I'm gonna take a look just see if he gets anything different okay yeah give me um a perception roll please Okay, Oof. 
I mean, you can, you reach out your hand just to touch, to feel for the heat or, or smell it. And, and you can see, you can see the hairs on the back of your hand just spring up. There, there is something that is causing your hairs to spring up and you can feel kind of a tingling in your skin. Like uh, just before a lightning strike. Wow, it's strong. You don't want to touch that door. Okay, it imparts that. All right, stand back, guys. This is just like some another illusion, I think. Cran says without much confidence in his voice. <laughs> Unless it's all three: lightning bolt, uh, acid strike, and fireball. It's going to open the door. E criticals. Are you, are you going for it? Ugly, come here. It's Get out of the line. Criticals. Okay. Right, I'll at least show you the chamber before they hit you. Mm -hmm. Don't try no. that, GM, that GM trick again there. GM. Yeah. It looks okay. just like the last yeah. chamber. It does. <laughs> you open the door and there is another lump of soul stone. Only cowering by the table is the small figure of what, what looks like uh, probably a 12-year-old boy, 13-year-old boy. And as you peer in, Cran... He hides behind a statue and you can see he's got what looks like a small rusted knife and he waves it as, at you. Doesn't Cran say anything, but he's warning you to step away. Cran will take a step back quickly because he's so surprised to see anything moving in here and swear under his breath and then like, uh, I, I can, I said, there's, a, there's a little boy, maybe he speaks Noretti. He's, be careful, he's got like a two-inch potato peeler he's like wafting at me. As you step back, Cran, you catch a glimpse of the boy wave his hand at the door and it slams shut. Wow. I'll, I'll knock off. <laughs> Excuse me, Sonny. Uh, just that might be a magic item. Don't trust your eyes. <laughs> don't trust your eyes. You know this place. Oh, right. Okay, I'm going to... Slam shut. Times five PowerPoint multiplier. I mean, you tell oh, me... You want that? <laughs> You tell me any young boy can slam a door shut with a wave of a hand. Well, I couldn't. <laughs> but then, but I can you damn well one. open it with one wave of my hand. <laughs> Maybe but then again, I, I've seen yeah. you like take a critical head wound uh, and like get up smiling the next morning and have breakfast. So, what the hell mm. do I know? That's true. I'm not open open the door again and walk in. Cran, whoa, 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 as wait, 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 you wait, wait. touch that door, you can feel that door is red hot. I'm don't, absolutely don't Take your it. hand away. Oh, okay. Or do you want to hold on to the door? And really <laughs> skin? I'm just trying to... I'm assuming it's illusion. Okay, give me um, a resistance roll, please. You can use your 50 bonus. This is against uh, channeling, please. Sorry, mentalism, please. Uh, mentalism. And if that doesn't give the game away, nothing will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, dear, that's not particularly good. Uh, is there any other modifier, like very hard or anything as well? No, it's just a straight mentalism roll, and you can get your plus 50 bonus. So you put your hand to the door. That's just a regular door. You thought oh, it was. Okay. No, it's not hot. That's just all of that talk about acid and lightning bolts and heat. Cod, that's cobblers. That's just stories to scare the, the weak-willed. There's, there's just some brat behind the door with magic. 
Don't kick his ass. There's some kid fucking with my mind here. Let's, we've got to have words with him. Do you know what happened last walking. time somebody did that? You spread them from one end of a room to another. Do you want to go and do the same to this kid? No one no one messes with Cran's mind. It's spread pretty thin as it is. Well, he's, he's laughing at him, isn't he? As they no, say, no. he's mugging you off, mate. He's mugging you off, you melt. Cran, come back, come back. <laughs> Are you fucking no, no. me? Uh, no, no, let, let him... All right, Cran, you storm into the room closely followed by Victor and, and the boy stands up, only he changes shape slightly and you can see actually what you thought was a boy is it, it isn't. It's a slightly younger girl and she drops the knife and looks terrified. Uh, Victor, um, the snake behind the altar is huge and is really powerful. If Cran gets any closer, that thing is going to probably wrap itself around him and crush him unless you do something and it's going to move quickly you better do something i'm gonna grab uh, cran and drag him out okay. attempt to at least cran victor Get away. Is clearly clearly going to protect this girl and he drags you out and the girl I mean, is released. it's not a girl it's not even a boy it's probably some sort of fucking demon leave leave me alone cran can you give me another resistance roll against mentalism but you don't get the plus 50 bonus because you've used it. Unlikely, then. <laughs> Any bonus for knowing it's an illusion, though? Or no? Yeah, yeah, there is. He's, he's, you strongly suspect there's an illusion or some sort of mind-bending going on. Get out of my head. I'm going I'm to yeah, try and shake um, Victoria. It's not a girl. There's some sort of small um, imp-like creature which is sitting on the altar, legs dangling, and it's grinning at you with a mouth that has a lot more teeth than it should have. I'm going to try and shake Victoria, Victoria off. grappling you and trying to pull you out to, to, to maybe drag you away from this thing. Victoria, Victoria it's, a, it's a fucking imp. I can see it. And I'm going to try and shake Victoria off and lunge at it. Okay, uh, can you give me, Victoria, first of all, can you give me a mentalism resistance roll? And you can have that plus 50 bonus. Yeah, sure. So you look again at this snake, which is coiled around the altar as if it's like the Midgard serpent. And it isn't. There's no serpent there. There's this horrible imp-like creature grinning at both of you, smiling at you. It clearly is quite a potent spellcaster but it doesn't seem to have any weapons on it um you let go of cran cran what do you want yeah. to do i do not like things fucking my head so i'm going to just attack it leap forward okay. and just like smash my sword down on it um i'm gonna let you have first swing on it as you close on it so i'm gonna let you just swing at it and then we'll do initiative rolls that's quite good Ooh. okay oh, god Reasonable. So 40 points, and you've done a critical on it. Uh, it's is it a demon? Yes, it is. So you're going to do your slaying roll. Oh, beautiful crit. That's going to hurt. Eight. So 88 on the slaying. is strike to the foe's chest destroys the heart. 25 hits. O dies immediately. So you stride across the room, and rather than sweeping at this imp, you just impale this creature 
on Town Saver and then lift the sword up and the creature sinks down the blade slightly before it's just it's the toughness of its skin stops it. But you kill the imp with one blow and instantly um, you feel the room change. You can see the imp quite clearly, as can the rest of you. It's dead. Can you uh, stop oh. killing things in my mistress's temple, please? <laughs> <laughs> I can admit you've changed. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna flick the imp off my sword into the wall and then um, try and clean see up if the mess of this. This about this, this table. No, the, the chamber again seems uh, empty. Though Cran, you can see sadly, Cran, and there's a oh my god, another bloody book. There is a book, an iron bound book on the other side of the uh, so, uh, Soulstone game. No, nothing of any use in here, let's move on. Agna, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a book in here, mate. Uh, a book? A book? Did you say it a book? Doesn't, doesn't look very nice, it's like bound in iron. <laughs> you can run in, have a look. Literally run in. Well, waddle, waddle in. Okay, <laughs> the book itself is classed with iron fixings obviously to preserve it um, with really thick, heavy wood frame. It's going to take two people to lift this damn thing. This is not a book that one person carries around. This is a book that two people carry. The book itself is about the size of sort of two laptops. So it is huge. And it's about uh, almost half a foot thick of thick, heavy sort of embossed pages. Opening it quickly, if you wish to. <laughs> the Book yep. of Mormon. No. <laughs> um, this would actually be more interesting to John, uh, sorry, to Cran than he probably first thought. Seems to be schematics for weapons. There are images and patterns showing different weapons being forged and techniques. But scrawled uh, down the right-hand side in black Nuretti, are instructions in in how to imbue these weapons with power magic power oh. demonic power this is a book that will allow you to forge weapons that can bear the essence of a god the power of so you may have wondered how demon you know swords that are inhabited by demons came into being this is the book that will allow you to create them do you know on this uh, iron bell here? They're going to have a field day or some stuff they're going <laughs> to find here. Yeah. What do you want to do? Do you want to leave the book, take it, which means two of you are going to have to carry it? We've got to destroy that thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't be saying the destroying in front of, uh, you know, the person. Her. I mean, I'm already thinking, I mean, obviously, we're not, we're not talking about her, but, but I mean, imagine the people who had this place before she got here. You know, I've been thinking... Yeah. You've got these places, all the little tables, which I presume are big enough for somebody to lie on. Is that right? Just about, yeah. yeah. Just you about. could lie on somebody and say, just, just, just say you're um, trying to get some information from them and they're dead. You could bring them back and you've got one room so far where you couldn't hear them screaming. You've got one room now where they're messing with people's minds. I've no idea what this next room is. Um, it doesn't sound too good. It's almost like a place of torture, this. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, before my mistress got here, obviously, because, you know, she's supposed to be good. Agnan, your mind never used to go to the dark side immediately when you looked at some clues. 
Yeah, I'm just thinking that. I mean, what, we're surrounded by dark gods, or what people would say are dark gods, and we've got a, a way of getting them back from the dead. So imagine you go too far, you kill them, sit them on the table, bring them back, off you go again. Mm. Oh, that's horrible. Right. Well, let's try to check out the last one. Okay. If I see any any kids in there messing with my mind, I'm I'm having it. Okay. So again, you step up to the chamber. This time, Cherry. Um, let me have a look. Character. So tries not to be in line of sight. <laughs> okay. Cherry bends down again and searches the door and the lintel and the floor. He is a little bit nervous that so far nothing in here has been trapped, really. Apart from those bars, none of the doors have been locked. None of them have been trapped, and she's kind of overdue a trap. This one, though, doesn't seem trapped, so she steps away. And she looks at you, Cran. Are you going through? Uh, yeah. Cran, you open the door and step through. And again, this room appears to be empty. So it looks like the floor and walls are slightly blackened as if there's been a fire in here. But apart from another big sort of table made of soul stone, there's nothing in here. This is weird. It's just empty. Look, it looks like looks like your uh, your god uh, I've just let off some of a fireball in here. Look, it's all scorched everywhere. Hmm. He'll have another look as well in there, see if there's anything else other than the, okay. the soot. Yeah, give me perception rolls, please. Cran, you can give me a perception roll as well. I don't think you did. You can have a look and just make sure there are no hidden compartments. You know there's a, there's a basement, there's a downstairs. But there are no trapdoors in here, there are no secret compartments on the table, and there's no deep, dark, nasty book of, of you know, anything hidden in here. This chamber is empty. And the actual... Maybe from uh, somebody. The carbon that's left behind, is it on the table, or is it just around the chamber? No, it's um, in a couple of piles in the corners. If somebody set fire to maybe some books, some bedding, some linen... Something that burnt quite quickly to leave a small sort of dark ash behind. Ready to die. <laughs> so you've explored the four towers. You've got a, some some ideas about what they might be. You certainly know that Soulstone is a useful, powerful um, augment if you were casting sort of a resurrection spell. Maybe these four towers are resurrection chambers. Something like chambers, yeah. Might come in handy in like the next 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> or less. But you what? know where, thanks to Ugnan and his new mistress, you know where the stairs are that lead to the Ashling Stone, the stone that will help you rescue um, the long imprisoned spirit and body and soul of Patience Clute. Beyond legend. And that's where we'll leave this episode. In hindsight, I think that was a bad move on Ugnans, my character's future prospects. Oops. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks very much for subscribing. Thanks very much for following. All those kind of things. They help improve the visibility of these podcasts. Much appreciated. And with that, I'd like to add something to the end of this podcast, which is something that was recorded in a recent session. And I'll put it on the end of this one as a thank you. Cheers.
<laughs> right, so here's our subscriber. The first one was some loser. I don't know. It's somebody called Stuart Miller. I don't know who that was. Sounds like a loser. <laughs> Probably with a bad mic. No. Uh, How dare one, you? <laughs> Samwise7RPG, Captain Moores, Ed Deathlock. Uh, then we had somebody, David Spike, who actually, David Spake, who actually left a comment. Farseer22 left a comment. Thank you. Uh, now, now, this is where uh, it's going to go a bit weird, but I can't actually say people's names properly. This is Cygame00. Then Shane Herbert, uh, he actually was the first person ever to leave us a comment, other than Magic here, but Magic doesn't count because he's one of us. Sorry, Magic. One of us. Then Tessa <laughs> and John Komniski, Richard Ruyard, Aspire to Hope, Southside, uh, Southside's Kane, Adrian L., uh, Lieutenant Tibbles 86, great name. Uh, Mark Mitchell, Michael Heileman, Tyler Langley, Dominique Poudre, Christopher House, and our last subscriber was Martin Lindfisk, I think. Thank you very much, folks. Just, uh, yeah. Glad yeah, so you I like it. Just completely butchered their names. People actually left us comments, though. It's uh, Shane Farcia, somebody called Sunbloke, which is a great name. Uh, <laughs> uh, David said about Fred Daniel, and the last one to leave us a comment here was uh, James England. Oh, fantastic name, great name, the second name, James England. Very English name, that. <laughs> and we've got some people on Podbean, Jay Gatsby, Battle 77, Nyes, ZZZ Jack, or ZZZ Jack, depending where you come from, Harmon RN, uh, Joe Bird, Joe Burr, I don't know, I presume it's Johannesburg, 2185, and Judstar Crew. And also, we've got some people on iTunes, but I have no way of checking that. So when we sort of drop a, a, a thing out now, guys, uh, like an episode, I, I don't publicize that, publicize that much. And we get over both the platforms of YouTube and uh, Podbean, over the course of that week, we get about 30 people now listening to them. Wow. That's awesome. Well, thank you very amazing. much, those of you that are tuning in. Thank you. It's amazing what social distancing does to people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, Stuart. And for my own Hayatai, thank, thank you so much for the subscribe. Yeah, thank you very much. And well, all, all the 118 or 114 that are on my channel. And hopefully there Twitch won't be a TPK tonight, watching. but I thank think you you're going so to get much. very, very close. 